Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Caller number 10 at 800-636-1067. You are winning tickets to see the Wizards February 10th against Josh Harris's Sixers. Game and the tickets are part of the Black History Month celebration at Capital One Arena presented by Stackwell Capital. The Wizards are going to be celebrating HBCU and D9 night. First 10,000 fans in attendance are going to receive a bobblehead of tennis star Francis Tiafo, who's a Maryland native, second in the inaugural DMV bobblehead series. Congratulations to the winner. On the line is Odyssey NFL insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice, Men Have Skin 2. Mark is also the host of the Stinkin' Truth podcast. Covering the entire NFL, make sure to follow the Stinkin' Truth pod on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Mark, it is good to talk to you again. How are you? I am doing great. How are you guys doing? Uh, I'm crestfallen. Ben Johnson's uh, <laughs> no, no longer in play for the Commanders. He was the dream here for me. But I wanted to start there, actually. I don't know where this came from. It kind of went viral yesterday, but I wanted to ask you, I guess you said on some show that Ben Johnson told you that he would only coach for the Chargers. Is that true? What was that? No, that's not at all what I said. I said I would imagine that the Chargers would have been a choice for a lot of coaches, been included because of the quarterback situation. Okay, well, as you'd imagine, yeah. weird in the internet, it got completely misinterpreted. Get a little game of telephone. <laughs> it literally got yeah, sent around I, as I, Mark I, Schlereth I, said, Ben Johnson told him he only wanted the Chargers job. No, that's not at all what I said. Um, I, I, you know, I, I told you what I just said. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so let, let's just and, with that out of the uh, way. What, then. what I had said, what yeah. I had said about Ben Johnson, my conversations with Ben Johnson were: Listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking a job just for the sake of taking a job. It has to be the right job. I've got a great place right here. I've got a great quarterback. I've got a great offensive football team. A great head coach. So it was one of those situations. It's got to be the right situation. And then, you know, my speculation would was, I, I would imagine, you know, a place like the Chargers would have been a great place because of the quarterback situation. So, you know, that, that part was speculation. But, um, you know, his, his point to me was, I'm not in a hurry to go be a head coach. I want it to be the right situation. Which makes a lot of sense. But he has been sure. the most sought-after guy two straight years and turned down opportunities. I mean, do you worry at all, or should he worry at all, like, about staying hot as the guy? Is, is that a concern in any way? Listen, they've got one of the best offensive lines in football, without question. They've got two running backs that can flat play. They developed and, and they drafted and developed a tight end who's one of the best tight ends in football. 
you get one of the best slot receiver option route guys in all of football, Amara St. Brown. You've got a guy in Jamison Williams that can run like a deer and is becoming a really good player. Like, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think all of a sudden they're going to forget how to play offense. Um, they're an outstanding group. And I think that he ultimately, um, you know, when he decides he's ready, um, then, you know, then he'll be, he'll be highly sought after. I don't, I don't think that's going to change. Uh, although I do think that division is getting, you know, is going to be a lot tougher. I think we saw the way that Jordan Love played, Jordan Love played exceptional football, maybe the best quarterback in the league from about week 12 on. So, um, you know, I, I, that that division. If Kirk Cousins stays in Minnesota and and he's healthy, they're going to be formidable. So yeah, the division didn't get any easier. That's for sure. How, speaking of Detroit, Mark, how should we view that loss here this past weekend with that commanding lead they had that they you know summarily dismissed? Yeah, I you know I mean ultimately, ultimately I would have thought and I would have hoped that. Dan would have made some different decisions when it comes to kicking field goals um, based on momentum, based on game situation, based on being on the road. You've got a chance to tie the game at 27 apiece. You've got the chance with seven minutes left in the third quarter to go up by 17, three scores. Um, I would think that, you know, that you would make some of those decisions. You know, ultimately – because we've always done it this way, it's not a good reason to continue to do it that way. Every game situationally is different and therefore requires a different thought process. What's going to give us the best opportunity to win. And, you know, there's, there's like nuanced aspects to, Hey, you kick a field goal, 46 yarders, you know, with seven minutes left, the odds are, you know, 90%, 90 plus percent, you're going to make it. Okay. So you make that, Guess what you do? You go to a TV timeout. You come back, you kick off, you go to another TV timeout. I mean, that's how the NFL works. So now when, when you're talking real time, it's a real time seven minutes or so before San Francisco's offense gets back on the field and they've been standing around all that time. Now they have to go answer a score as opposed to getting the ball and driving it right down, having that momentum, all of a sudden knowing it's not a three-score game, it's a two-score game, one touchdown, we're right back in this damn thing. Like, momentum is real, and the psychology of football teams is real. And, you know, you give them that opportunity, and, and you know, the rest is history. That's where it started. They go down, they score, the next play, you know, the Detroit fumbles, and, you know, and it's a whole new ball game. So, like those are things that those are things that you can't predict, but you have to look at it. you have to look at the situation. And go, what gives us the best opportunity on the road in the NFC Championship to to win a football game? And going up by three scores, and and the pressure that puts on the opposing offense to say, hey, we got to quit running the ball and we've got to throw it every down. It, I mean, it changes the dynamic. Mark Schlereth on Grant and Danny here on the fan. Mark, what happened to the Ravens? Yeah, that I mean, great question. I mean, you do what you do all year long until you get into the AFC Championship, and then you quit doing what you do. Um, that is a that's to me that's just a failure of coaching. And even John Harbaugh came out at halftime and go, "We got to get back to running the football," and they didn't. Your running back got your running backs combined for six carries. I think it was. I mean, that that's insanity to me. And you know, ultimately, you look at 
off our defensive coordinators around the league, when they play the Baltimore Ravens, they all say the same thing. Hey, De- Lamar Jackson is a phenomenal athlete. He's going to win another MVP. But what he doesn't do, what like maybe the of, of all the exceptional skills he has, the one that's probably the worst is beating people from the pocket when they're sitting back playing zones. That's that's probably the weakest part of his game. And so everybody says, hey, man, we'd like to make Lamar, you know, a pocket passer, cage rush him, constrict the pocket, and make him beat him from the pocket. And if he can do that, well, tip our caps, he's better than us. But that's the weakness, and, and that's what everybody tries to do. The, the Chiefs didn't do it. The, the Baltimore Ravens did to themselves. It was almost like they were going to go, hey, our guy is really good, and now it's our opportunity to prove that he can out Mahomes Mahomes. No, you can't. That's dumb. Like That's just stupid. And, yeah, I, I have no idea what they were thinking, but I thought it was uh, – I, I just thought it was an egregious coaching performance, um, putting Lamar in a position to lose, and, and they in, in turn lost it. Mark Schlereth with us here on Grant and Danny. And speaking of Mahomes, ho-hum, another Super Bowl appearance. Pretty much the only time he didn't go was when he didn't get to touch the ball in overtime and Tom Brady's team marched down and scored uh, to beat Kansas City. What a – uh, we take it for granted at this point, Mark. It's un- it's beyond unbelievable. It's something else. Quantify what we're seeing from him. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I mean, it's, it is flat-out amazing. And they're a really good football team. Don't get me wrong. And this is the best defense, you know, he's had. Um, but the guy is the guy is amazing. You know, it, there's a, a line from, a, I think a, a, the movie was Wolf with Jack Nichol, uh, Nicholas, Nicholson. Excuse me. Um, but it, the line of the movie was something to the effect of, uh, like, the miraculous happens every day. We just grow used to it. We've just grown used to what we see from Patrick Mahomes. Like, it's just become ho-hum. That's what he does. And it's incredible. Six straight AFC championship. We're in the middle of watching an incredible dynasty, and we don't. I, I don't even think we realize it. Because um, they just – it, it just becomes – we just become – that's what's going to happen. And he's just so – he's so incredible, and they are so incredible. And so, um, yeah, you know, I can't even – I can't even tell you. He's just – he's a phenomenal guy to watch. And listen, I live in Denver, and I played my last six years in Denver. Um, he beat the Broncos, and the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Broncos 16 straight times. You know, we joked around on my radio show – Nobody beats the Broncos 17 straight times. I mean, nobody does. You know, there's nobody that's going to do that. I mean, 16 straight times. Uh, I would love to hate the guy. I, I just want to I wanna hate him so bad. And he's so much fun to watch. The greatness is just on display every weekend. I can't hate the guy. I, I love watching him play. Talking with Mark Schlereth on Grant and Danny, getting ready for Super Bowl 58. So why don't we look ahead then, all right? We've been looking back at Sunday. So the matchup is set, and yet again, Kansas City opens as an underdog. I I guess I understand why San Francisco was the better team circuit to circuit, but I'll tell you, Mark, I'm done betting against Mahomes. Uh, you're not going to get me laying that number for San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, is is San Francisco better? They like, were this I, season, I, I think, right? Well, I, I think, but I look at I look at – you know, I guess there's some recency bias for me, but I look at what's gone down recently here. You know, ultimately the playoffs started. Kansas City has probably be- played their best two games of the year, whereas San Francisco, conversely, have, have played their worst two games of the year. 
they, they've been horrible. Their defensive line has been a no-show two straight games. What was the strength of that defense for quite some time has become a liability. And the back end for San Francisco has been injury riddled. They're playing guys. Like if you get them in nickel situations, um, number 20, Ambry Thomas, is a liability. I mean, flat out a liability. And because they're not getting there, the, the rush and the coverage is not tied together. Um, that's that's scary. You know, like right now, if I went defense for defense, the only place that I would give San Francisco the edge in the way they're currently playing is at the, the middle linebacker position. Um, other than that, I mean, I think I think the DBs, you're talking about Snead, elite, McDuffie's elite. I think their defensive backs are playing better. I think their D-line is playing better with Karloftis and, and obviously Chris Jones. So I, I would give them the advantage there. Mark Schlereth with us here on GND. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Gentleman's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. So Kansas City's prescription here, or, or their, you know, the, the way that they're going to ha- go ahead and try to win this Super Bowl, it's not the older brothers Kansas City Chiefs, right, where they could sling it around and Tyreek Hill would get behind the defense rematching a, a handful of years ago. What's their best bet here to try to beat the San Francisco team? Well, I think, I mean, I think the number one thing is San Francisco's really struggled defending the outside run. Um, they have, their their defense has been circled. They, they, they have, the opponents have captured the perimeter on their defense on a consistent basis. And then, um, then ultimately, um, I, I think, like, running the football, Isaiah Pacheco doing those things has been, like, the San Francisco's kind of issue. And then offensively, if you can get San Francisco to play a drop back game, it's not what they're it's not what they're good at. Lining up in static formations and and having to play, you know, gun, play shotgun and and you know, a drop back game. That's not what they do well. And if if you're like if if we had true serum on, you know, the offensive staff, they'd tell you for San Francisco, hey, we're not the best route runners. What we do is we run the heck out of the football and we marry everything we do in the run game to a play-action pass, and we create space for our guys like nobody's business because we get dudes to bite, and then we get the ball out, you know, and it could be a six-yard throw or an eight-yard throw, and there's eight yards of real estate around that guy where he's uncovered, and then those guys become running backs. You know, they are exceptional, whether it's Debo or Kittle or even Ayuk. They're, They're incredible runners after catch. And if you can if you can eliminate their run game, it eliminates their play action. You can play from high to low. Um, they, they're very, they're average. Their their passing game is very average. Once you take that away from them, now the crazy thing the last two weeks is you know all the people that wanted to say hey you know Brock Purdy's a system passer and a system guy, he has carried that team in the fourth quarter two weeks in a row and made exceptional plays, not only throwing the ball, but scrambling. And he has really been the difference in, in what's gotten them wins here the last two weeks in, in a situation where neither side of the ball has played very well. Yeah, what he did with his feet this past week was really impressive. He ran for 50 yards in the second half. He had four th- scrambles him. for first downs. I think all of yeah. them were on third down, too, but at least a couple of them were. But four first yeah. down runs, like that was – that's not all, was, you know that's you know not was, game managing, right? You know what was even more impressive than than the actual runs 
was his ability to manipulate the pocket under duress, to motor around in the pocket and and escape because he was dead to rights three or four times. He was dead to rights on one that he escaped, escaped out of. He pulled a Lamar and found a use check on the sideline for a first down. So it wasn't just his ability once he escaped to run. Out of that, he man, he had to make people miss and and like his pocket awareness and his ability to manipulate the pocket and move around. That's what was that was I thought was the most impressive part of it. Mark, always great to catch up, buddy. Really appreciate it, man. You got it. Take care. We'll see you. All right. We'll see you out at Radio Row. By the way, he's going to be in Vegas, and I think we'll be uh, catching up with him in person next week. That was NFL Insider Mark Schlereth. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Uh, Big news today in the NFL involving the Commanders. Mike McDonald, who they interviewed this week, took the job in Seattle with the Seahawks. He flew to Seattle today. He'll be introduced out there, leave tomorrow. Uh, But he is the new head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He can cross another coach off the list. That leaves just three candidates that they've interviewed that are still available. Among them, Anthony Weaver, D-line coach of the Ravens. Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, and Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. The other news, and this got a little bit buried, probably good for the commanders, uh, out at the Senior Bowl, Martin Mayhew was part of a contingent that showed up, and news broke today that Mayhew is definitely staying. I've not been able to confirm that Herney is as well, but Nikki Javala of The Post is reporting that Herney and Mayhew will both be staying this season for the Commanders. Yeah, I want to chew on that in a second. I was thinking of this. I want to throw this at you. You don't like it. Throw it right back. I think I would feel a lot better about this coaching process and how it's gone had they interviewed a couple other of the bigger name guys. Like, in other words, had they interviewed Vrabel or at least kicked the tires on Harbaugh and decided maybe it wasn't for them. And that's totally fine to decide that, by the way. He's an acquired taste. You're going to... There's going to be a ball of flames somewhere along the way. You know, it, like you're, you lit the match on the TNT with him. But had they even interviewed Belichick or something to that effect, had they done that, I think I'd feel a lot better about things. And they'd said, you know what? We don't want that. We want something else. It wouldn't feel to me like this was, we're going to get Ben Johnson. So the rest of this is academic. It would feel a lot more thorough. It would feel, I'd feel a lot more comfortable had they done that. Yeah, I guess. This was a learning lesson for me in a lot of ways. I mean, I will never approach life the same after this. I've uh, I've really grown up and learned a lot mm. from this experience. Uh, but other than the lesson of never believing and never dreaming, don't do that to yourself. There we go. Which I learned. I think what I'll take away from this was I didn't ask enough questions early in the process. I thought. And part of it was what I was hearing, but also it was obviously me projecting of what I thought. It was Ben Johnson. They wanted him. He wanted to come here. It was going to work out. Other teams thought he was coming here, by the way. They stopped dealing with him to the same extent because it was just known in the league. You heard it from all over the place. He was going to Washington. So I do believe that because of that, I took my eyes off of, like when you would mention, there's only two coordinators that are offensive out of the seven guys that are interviewing. And I'm like, well... Ben Johnson's the head coach, so who cares how many they Mm -hmm. interview? Well, when he's not the head coach, when he pulls his name out, even if you didn't expect it, and there's nothing you could have done about it, he just he didn't choose you. Well, now what were you doing? And it 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 just doesn't mean they're wrong, 
But it, I question the process when the process is you interviewed seven guys outside your building and five of them were defensive. And now you're down to only defensive options. But uh, that'll be a discussion for another day. Here's how I want to end the show today. I think we should go around the room. There's four of us on this program. Uh-huh. Myself and Danny Huhe. We also have Darius Dameron and Ryan Clary. And uh, Victor is also in the uh, studio right now. If Vic wants oh, to participate, Vic. I don't hey, know. If it's probably too complicated. He doesn't have headphones. I don't know what the deal is. Mm-hmm. But here's what I want to play. Okay. I want to go around the room, and because we're on day 800 of this coaching search, and we have no idea who the commander's head coach is going to be, I want us to predict who the head coach is going to be Wrong answers only. Okay? Who will be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? And this is wrong answers only. So, Danny, would you like to start us off? Oh, okay. Uh, Wrong answers only. Tell me when you're ready, but don't give me the name. Uh, I got one. Okay. You got one? Yeah. All right. Let's go. The next head coach of the Washington Commanders is Joe Barry, longtime defensive coordinator, respected Good NFL hire. mind, Good a hire. guy that's been around. He's a leader of men, leader of men, very well liked. He's great in the interview leader room. Of men. He makes people play hard. Garris, you're up next. Again, we're this is wrong answers only. Wrong answers only. Who's going to be the next head coach of the Washington Commanders? Hmm. All right, I think I got one. Okay, here we go. Go with Joe Judge. He comes from a winning organization winning or- program. That's a winning organization. Coming from the New England yeah. Patriots. Uh, I think pedigree. he'd be a great fit. I mean, when you're restarting a franchise, why wouldn't you bring somebody with a great pedigree from a great organization like the Patriots? If they haven't hired a coach by tomorrow at our sh- when our show starts, I want to take calls on this, by the way, for day 900 of the search. All right, Ryan, are you ready to go? I am ready to go. Jared Goff cannot play for the Lions and coach the Commanders, just so we're on the same page. That's, that's all good. All right. I'm ready. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly has already left Notre Dame. He had that Southern accent down at LSU. He's going to come up to the Mid-Atlantic and, of course, adopt that Mid-Atlantic accent because he is a fraud. Brian Kelly, the next commander's head coach. I think I'm good to go. It's Jack Del Rio's music. JDR, head coach, Washington Commanders. Ron fired me. Guess who's the last laugh now? Del Rio season, baby. I'm a leader of men. I had the same resume as Ron. I ran the building for a while anyway. I helped him out and ran practices. It was my show all along. And the defense screwed me over. But this ownership group knows. And Adam Peters knows I was the right man for the job. Washington Commanders hire leader of men, defensive mind, just what they're looking for, Jack Del Rio. Whoa, that's a swerve, brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vic, you're in. We need the next hire for the Washington Commanders. Wrong answers only. Give me Jim Zorn 2.0, baby. Here we go. Yes, sir. That's right. The maroon and gold. Why not? Jim Zorn 2.0. 
You know what? The first time didn't go very well. But he's but grown he, since then. He's learned a lot. Right? He coached in the XFL. There were probably some lessons learned, right? Jim Zorn is back, and he's better than he was before. All right, good round, boys. That Oof. is who's going to coach the commanders? Wrong answers only. If we are lucky enough to do another show before they make a hire, maybe we can open up the phones on that. In the meantime, Whew. it's time to turn things over to Overtime and Doc Walker. Reminder, kick off your future with the law firm of Condorian Murad. They'll help protect your assets, update your will and trust, schedule a free estate planning strategy with one of their Fairfax-based attorneys. Visit kmlawyers.com and mention the show to score yourself a discount. That's kmlawyers.com. We got great news today that it sounds like we are steamrolling toward a sellout coming up on Friday night at Bethesda Theater. I would advise hopping on those tickets. Only a handful left. BethesdaTheater.com. It will be a blast. I am touching up my roast material. I now have jokes about each and every person that is employed by either station, and it could be very awkward for me when I have to face them all moments after I make fun of them. Cordaris and Verine. Very good hires, by the way, by both of you. Joe Judge, I haven't heard that name in three years. <laughs> Great Very Joe good. Judge Bull. Like, is then, he in the NFL anywhere? And then the college to NFL elite. Strong. Out of LSU and Baton Rouge all the way to Brian's Africa. like, oh, shucks. I'm a longtime Southerner. <clears throat> Welcome. I'm happy to be in D.C. For Danny, I'm Grant saying so long. We're back at it at 2 o'clock tomorrow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for coming. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.